space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of Starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilization, to boldly go where no man has gone before. Greetings, salutations, and welcome to Retrek. I'm Captain Jim, and with me, of course, is Admiral Elliot. Hi there. And we're here to talk about two Q episodes of Voyager. There, there's three overall, in there? There's another one after these, but we're looking at... Yes, we're, we're looking at um, Death Wish and... The Q, the and, Q and the Grey. Q and the Grey. So, yeah, Death Wish Season 2... Have we got any Trek news? I don't, oh, yeah. yeah, we have. There's uh, um, the casting yeah. reveal for Strange New Worlds. Yeah, we've got five five cast. Um, Which I don't. A lot, there's been lots. There's been lots online about it, and people are going on the names that are put in the casting call. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think you can. I don't think you can rely on them names. No, I think they'll they'll have used fake character names for the for the casting yeah. calls. Um I mean There is one. Um we have the doctor, the African American guy who's being cast as the doctor. Yeah. And on every site I've watched this last week, everyone's going, Well, there was never an African American doctor in TOS. And the same is from the original series. I suggest all them people go back and watch a private little war and ah. see Dr. Mabinga operating on, on Miss Spock. Of course, yeah. Yeah, it could well be. <laughs> and, I mean, Yeah, so I think that... And they do say that he uh, studied on Vulcan War and things, so... Yeah, maybe that's who it is. Uh, I mean, it's obviously not Dr. Boyce. Maybe they are still... You never know if Jeffrey Combs has actually been cast. You know, there was that big campaign yeah. and everything. Because I imagine if they if they had cast Jeffrey Combs, I think they would announce him separate. I think that would be a, a big thing, especially when they know the fans I, were I, clamouring for it. Yeah, uh, and let's be fair here. They've been really good at managing to keep things quiet. Yeah, definitely. I mean, because until they announced Jane, uh, Janeway was coming back, no one had heard a thing about it. No, and she she'd said she'd been certainly in talks about it for over a year at that stage. So yeah, yeah. it was very well kept under wraps. Was that one? So yeah, we'll see. I mean, the there's a young lady, a uh, young blonde lady who's one of one of the actors, and I thought may, could she maybe be Yeoman Colt? from the cage um but, yeah but that's the only one who looks about the right age gender ethnicity to fit with any of the characters yeah. that we've they've seen also in the got, um, they've also got the um young black lady and it says that she's supposed to be a communications officer she's fresh out the academy oh interesting and, uh, and i've I, and they've given the name and everyone's going oh it could be so and so it sounds like, well, that description sounds like bloody Uhura. It does indeed, <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, there's no reason why not. Like, we don't know anything about Uhura's backstory before TOS, really. And Well, uh, it's like, we know she was on the ship straight away, that she didn't transfer in with her. Yeah, that's it. Like, it's, like it, he had a crew of, what, 400 and... I can't remember the exact number. Something like that, yeah. But... All that crew didn't transfer on with him when he became captain. No, exactly. Members it's... of that crew have been have been there beforehand under Captain Pike. Yeah, exactly. That'd be interesting to see uh, another take on a horror. But yeah, so that was the obviously, like you say, we don't know a lot about who they're playing or anything just yet. I'm sure we're yeah, gonna find out. All that's been released is all that's been released released is like the original. Uh, Little snippet that was with the casting call. Yeah, exactly. There's... Which could be, which could mean absolutely nothing by the time he gets to writing. No, exactly. I mean, you look at going back to Discovery. There was a part of it was to conceal the the character's identity, obviously. But there was a thing about Shazad Latif. They they said originally he's cast as a Klingon. Then they said, oh no, he's cast as a Starfleet officer. I mean, obviously, it turned out he'd actually been cast as both, but... Um, it was cast as both. But, yeah, so I, I think they kind of slipped up a little bit there, letting it out of the bag that it was a Klingon originally. Anyhow, 
Um, so we'll obviously keep you updated if we find out any more about that. I'd, I would expect a trailer in the next couple of months, or at least a teaser trailer in the next couple of months for Strange New World. Yeah. I think it'll be one of them that as soon as they get some footage, they're going to want to put something out there for us to see. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll, it'll be a tease, won't there? Yeah, and you, even if oh, it's... You talk so anyway. Even if it's just the crew on the bridge... I'm happy with that. I just want to say... Even if it's part of the credits, so that we see the, yeah. the ship going through space or whatever. Do we think... I mean, this is a really early prediction, but are we going to get the voiceover in the credits again for the first time since TNG? Oh, wouldn't it be nice if we did? I, I think we've got to do, because it's, it's the Enterprise. I, I miss the voiceover. I do. I miss um, the voiceover. So, yeah, I... I can see I can see that coming back. Anyway, let's move on to what we're looking at this time. So yeah, two episodes from Voyager, season two and three. First up, Death Wish then. So this is a Q episode that doesn't have Q in the title. So you don't get many of them. You know, there's Tapestry, Encounter of Farpoint, all good things, but the rest of them have all got Q related yeah. puns. Though it's not like they didn't advertise the fact that Q were going to be in this one. Like, everybody knew Q were coming. I remember at the time there was a lot of sort of publicity about it and everything, but um, I think... It's a popular it's a popular character, although I, I think he's more popular now than he was at the time. Probably, yeah. Um, I think, I think, I think, he, I think people sort of thought, oh... Q, what they do with Q again when it got to the stage of Voyage? And I think that's why he was left out of DS9. Yeah, though I think going on these episodes, I do think it fits better in Voyager. And I think he, particularly he's got better chemistry with Janeway than he did with Cisco. And I know that's because the, the whole thing in DS9 where they were playing it, you know, it's not Picard. You know, and Q yeah. finds out when he gets a smacked at face that it's not Picard. But <laughs> there wasn't there wasn't a lot of room to kind of play with it after that first episode in DS9. You know, it was just no. Cisco's having none of it, and that's it. Whereas there is a good sort of banter, I think, between Q and Janeway. Um, so, yeah, I do think he works well in Voyager. So this one starts off then, they're investigating a comet, but it's not a comet, but it kind of is a comet. And obviously this leads to them meeting this new character who's called Q. But should we call him the other Q to make life a little yeah, bit easier? We can call him Quinn. Quinn, Because we he can. calls himself Quinn at the end. He does call himself Quinn at the end, you're right. So yeah, we'll call him Quinn then. And... He's trapped in this comet and he wants to die. And that's kind yeah. of the the setup for the episode. And yeah, I do like as soon as he's beamed he's beamed on and introduced himself as Q, Janeway immediately goes to red alert. Yes, yeah, and I was gonna say that, like they they <coughs> they treat him as though and act like he is the Q that we know. Like, you know, the, they assume as soon as he says he's Q that he's the same Q that Picard's met yeah. and everything else. I mean, do they not have, like, a mugshot of Q that they send round to no. other ships going... No. I know I know he can look like anything, but but he always looks you'd, like John Delancey. You'd, <laughs> you'd think so, wouldn't you? But I think, uh, I think you have this quite often where Star Trek don't know what people look like. <laughs> yes, yeah, you just go on so. names. Yeah, and it, that it allows you to do a bit of recasting as well if you if you want to get away with that. So, <laughs> and yeah, so they they treat him like he's the Q that we know and everything, and he he makes like a big speech as if he's going to end his life, sort of thing. And they it's sort of they they play it up for fun a little bit, like he's you know I've been thinking about what my last words should be and all of this business and. But then he does his... He doesn't do a finger snap, does he? He's got, like, a... No, he sort, sort of waves a, his hand. Yeah, like a point thing that like he that. does. Um, yeah. And it doesn't work, but it makes all the men on the ship disappear, which is a bit <laughs> of a weird one. 
Though, you know, not to, you know, Janeway probably happy she could disappeared, but anyway. Um, so, the real Q turns up. And he's got quite a good line where he says, like, oh, I thought Riker were going to be the captain of the Voyager. <laughs> okay. I wonder if that... Because, I mean, there is not a running joke, but there has been an ongoing thing that Riker keeps getting offered ships and keeps turning them down. So yeah. I wonder if yeah, he, he did get offered Voyager and we're like, nah, you're all right. It, it's possible because it, like... We saw on screen two, three ships that he turned down. Yeah, well, he, d- he, he turned, turned down, down like chair. he turned down like three by the best of both worlds, hadn't he? And that was only the end of season three. Yeah. So I think they, they they probably stopped offering him um, after that. It got a bit silly, but uh, so Q brings back all the men, and this is the start of him mocking Chakotay's tattoo <laughs> seems to have a bit of an issue with it. <laughs> oh, bud, oh, you've got makeup on. Mine's better. <laughs> well, that's that's the next episode, isn't it, where he... Because he, this one, he just makes an offhand comment about it, but then he takes it even further next time when he's... <laughs> when, like you say, he's totally covered in it, like the, the ultimate warrior or something. And the... I like this sequence that they get where Quinn's trying to escape and Q's following him. So you sort of get this sort of existential chase sequence, really. Like, it takes them back to the birth of the universe. Like, this is my hiding place. Yeah, before the Big Bang. (laughs) Yeah, and they're getting attacked by Proto... Oh, no, that's later, sorry. So, the Big Bang, and you get a great line from Bellana where she's like... This ship won't survive the birth of the universe. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> probably not. You know, why? Why would it? Uh, <coughs> and then he shrinks them right down, and they start getting attacked by these big things. That it turns out are protons. Yeah. So there's some really taking us below the subatomic. Yeah, there's some really, really inventive stuff going on in there. I wonder if they were in the yeah, it, the quantum for realm. For some strange reason, he hides them in a Christmas tree as an yeah, ornament. That's <laughs> but, you know, if if we were going to be really cynical, we could suggest that he does that so that people watching go, "Oh, I won't mind a Voyager Christmas ornament." And I, I you yeah, know, I uh, might be wrong, but I think he brought them out. I think if you Google Hallmark Star Trek Christmas ornaments, yeah. <laughs> there's a fair few that you can you yeah, can pick up is. there. <laughs> um, so you know, maybe, maybe not. A not saying anything. Yeah, not not saying anything there. <laughs> you do get speaking. It as a, it's just a tangent, but. Star Trek and Christmas, like in Generations, when um, Picard has his Christmas dream in the Nexus, the toy that his fake son's playing with is an Alien versus Predator toy. Really weird. (laughs) And because I've noticed they've started selling these again at like, um, well, we have Smith toys in the UK. I don't know what uh, what the American toy shop is. There's no Toys R Us has gone, Uh, but yet. They keep bringing out Alien versus Predator toys, and it's like, okay, yeah, I'd seen Alien and Predator when I was a kid, but I wasn't supposed to have done, and kids are not supposed to have done. Yeah. It's, it's a really weird film to base a line of toys on. But anyway, that's beside the point. Um, right, so it all leads to <coughs> an asylum. He asks for asylum from Janeway, which, again... it. I know it's the premise of the episode, but usually when you're asking for asylum, you, it's because you're fleeing one thing and you want protection from it. Realistically, yeah. there's nothing the Federation could do to stop the Q continuum taking him back if they really wanted to. But No, I, I don't see how she could give him asylum. No, I mean, she could say mm-hmm. she's gonna... And they could say, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll protect your rights and everything. But realistically, if the Q want him back, there's there's not... What you're relying on there is that the Q continuum will go, yeah, okay, we'll recognise the Federation's authority to give him asylum. Yeah. Which, yeah, maybe they will. Maybe, maybe they will. We'll see. Um, 
And yeah, so the the setup is we're getting a classic well, Star Trek hearing court case episode, which you got. I I do enjoy them. I think all the all yeah, the series uh, now have had a. I, I like how cute Beast was. He goes, "Oh, this could be fun. It might fill in a millennium or so." Yeah, well, that's another thing that they say <laughs> when the when they're doing this chase sequence. Don't they? Like they say, "Can we just stop this and do a." A hearing is like, yeah, it could go on for millennia if we carry on doing this cat and mouse thing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so they agree to the hearing and everything. And Q, this is where Q sort of starts hitting on Janeway initially. <laughs> like, I, I do like the dynamic between them. Yeah, Madam Captain. <laughs> yeah. And the extra sort of twist to it, which, you know, this is kind of the crux of the episode, but... I like that there's sort of no right answer, really, because if the rule in favour of the Q is going to prison for eternity, and if the rule in favour of him is going to kill himself, so it's either death or a lifetime in prison, depending on which way Janeway decides to do it. So it's, it's not as clean cut as you might think, like, in principle, yeah, if we're ruling his, his favour, we're giving him his freedom. But the fact that he's going to use that freedom to kill himself puts an extra layer of sort of conscience and consideration on, yeah, on Janeway. It, so. it, it's the funny one. It's it's that sort of euthanasia. But you, like, you look at it from his point that, like, he's an immortal being and he's lived through eternity... And they talk about um, the existence in billions of years. Yeah, yeah. And it's, yeah, obviously later on he makes the point that, well, yeah, I've I've done everything. Like, I feel like I've I've led a fulfilling life. And if you make me go on yeah. forever after that, all that's going to do is dilute everything I've done. And it, it is yeah, a really it... interesting, an interesting dilemma. And it's... It's interesting because obviously immortality is not something that we as humans experience, so we can understand that. You know, we 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 can't yeah. look at it objectively. Uh, like, like he chooses Tuvok to defend him because the Vulcans do allow suicide. Yeah, and, and all that, it, and that makes sense in well, in Vulcans, like because it they would look beyond the emotional side of it and see the the logic of it, potentially. But then also, Vulcans can afford to have a unique perspective, I suppose, on suicide, because we know, like, within the Star Trek universe, we factually know that there is life after death with Vulcans in the form of Catra, like we've seen with Spock. Yeah, so, yeah, if they choose to go that route. Yeah, exactly. Whereas th- this is an interesting thing because Star Trek's done a lot of exploring what happens after death for loads of other species. Like we've seen like the ship of the dead with the Klingons and you know, obviously Catra with the Vulcans and things like that. And we've seen even like Aliens of the Week, like there's that Voyager episode emanations where the, their energy goes and joins the rings of the planet. And yeah, so, and obviously Bajorans, uh, you know, with the prophets and stuff. But because Star Trek has always steered away from addressing modern religion, we don't know what happens to humans after death in Star Trek, if anything. <laughs> you know, be, they, they've been willing... I think what I'm getting at is like they've been willing to explore the spiritual side of the fictional races, but they, they've they drawn a line and not explored the the human side of it, which is, you know, it's fine, but then when you get an episode like this, it it's interesting because, you know, an afterlife is, to an extent, a fact for a lot of the species in Star Trek, but we don't really know where humans fit in with that within the context of, you know, I'm not saying anything about anybody's beliefs in real yeah. life. I'm saying within the frame of the Star Trek universe. But anyway, um, so, yeah, it's the whole thing. He wants to die, like we've said, because he is sick of it, basically. And Q's saying that the, the impact will be devastating. 
you know, they effectively yeah, the impact of the queue continuum. Yeah, they basically they don't know what's going to happen. And Quinn's argument is, well, isn't that a good thing? Like this, this is something new for the. If you do let me die, yeah, this is something new for the Q species. It's all been the same for untold thousands, millions of years, but it'll give you something new to explore, you know. So, and then we, it, it's amazing, really, the amount that it packs into the episode. In terms of the the different ways of looking at the argument, because you get you get a bit about well, doesn't it show that wanting to kill himself means that he's mentally unstable, you know, because he wants to die. And Tuvok's counter to that is well, you have executed other cues in the past, and it's not destroyed the universe. So, yeah, yeah, it's that's it, they don't spend a lot of time with it, but it's a. It's an interesting avenue to open up the, if you want to die, does that make you mentally unstable in all instances? Or are there other occasions, you know, as Tuvok well, talks about with the well, Vulcans, like when you're ill? and Well, it, it, it brings to all the argument for euthanasia, doesn't it? If yeah. Have a, if you have a, something wrong with you that's going to kill you, and you're in huge amounts of pain and you have no quality of life from it, is suicide a wrong thing? Yeah, exactly. And and this is why I think it's a good thing that we are steering away from the the religious side because obviously various different religions have their own thesis on suicide and everything, but we're exploring it from a humanist perspective here rather than through any kind of religious lens. And this is where then we get the the big cameo of the episode. So Q's going to prove that Quinn has had a positive effect on people in the world. And he brings Isaac Newton, some hippie guy, and Riker. Yeah. (laughs) And so Jonathan Frakes notches up his Voyager appearance in this episode. And, um, yeah, I like the... He's straight back into it, and he's just like, Q, what the hell is going on? And, you know, he's straight into it. And we'll start with the hippie and Newton then. So we find out that Quinn knocked the tree, which dropped the apple. (laughs) Yeah, so Newton discovered... Yeah, Uh, physics, basically. He discovered gravity the right way. Yeah, he he discovered the theory. He formulated the theory of gravity. Um, And then the hippie guy. I actually, I googled this name because I thought, oh, maybe it's somebody that's actually famous. And it took me down a bit of a rabbit hole because there is actually a guy called this who is an actor now. And I was like, oh, is it meant to be this guy? And it's totally not. It's just a complete coincidence. Yeah. So reading this guy's like, Wikipedia that's co- got nothing to do with this fella. Yeah, surely the, yeah it, like, I found this really strange because I've never been able to find any reference to this guy being real. No, I don't think he like, is. I might be wrong. What? Yeah, and it's all like, well, surely if they're pulling anyone from history, they could have just pulled another fictional... Another historical character. Yeah, like they could have made it, it you know, if you're doing the hippie thing. Oh, oh, unless it's that where it's sort of like, it's meant to show that he's not just with famous people. Yeah, it affects normal people, people as well, yeah. He's affected normal people that have had big effects on events. But yeah, it's like the way he looks sort of thing, they, they, they could have had John Lennon or Jim Morrison or someone like that yeah. and it wouldn't have been a miss. But... And, it turns out Quinn helped him make sure that Woodstock happened and also he met his wife. And I quite like it where he's saying, oh, you know, you love four kids and being an orthodontist. And the guy's like, far out. Like, yeah. I, I can't imagine that when he was a young man and he was into flower power and whatever else he might have been into when he was into flower power and he's putting on Woodstock that... If you'd have said to him, "You'll be an orthodontist," and you thought, "Yeah, that's that's my girl," I'd I'd have yeah. thought he'd be pretty upset by this. Like, what you mean? I'd, I don't become a massive rock star, and um, yeah. But anyway, uh, and then because we want to get Riker in it, this goes really tenuous. Do you think Q just wanted to see Riker for a bit? Because this is really a stretch, yeah. isn't it? It's like yeah. 
I do think he wanted to see Riker because even makes a comment about how many times he's insulted him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's so oh, well, I did, he's never met you, but he's met one of your ancestors, and and he's that he calls him like Thaddeus Riker. Isn't that what they call their son who's died in Picard? Oh, it was called something oh, like that, wasn't it? I'd have to double check it. Oh, it might be. I might, I'll, have to, I'll have to go it, back The name definitely... If, if it's not that, then it's something similar to that. Yeah. Um, and he also, as Q also... Even though this is about what Quinn's done, Q also goes, oh, and by the way, you know, I did um, save you from the bog in a roundabout kind of way, really. <laughs> you know, he has to get himself a bit of credit. Yeah, now, there's a big argument that um, the bog wouldn't have attacked the Federation in the same yeah. way if it hadn't been for uh, Q yeah, well, taking that... us over there. Yeah, Q and seems... then suddenly us being able to get so far back almost instantaneous. <laughs> yeah, Q seems to be saying, well, I gave you time to prepare for it, but also, like you say, the Borg might not have ever noticed humanity. But... Yeah, there's a, big argu- there's a big argument on that. and It's sort of like, it goes that the Borg were already aware of the Federation and the Romulan Empires, mm. but they weren't really moving against them because they weren't sort of technologically advanced enough. Yeah. And then Q, Q flings the Enterprise, what was it, 20,000 light years? Yeah. In, uh, and, like, the Q didn't see it arrive, but suddenly a Federation ship where it shouldn't be. And then it got away from them at that speed. It sped away. <laughs> so the Borg suddenly, thought... Whoa, we, we want... And that's why they came at Earth suddenly. Yeah, so they because thought... Because they wanted that technology. They thought they were more of a threat because of what Q yeah, did. we were more advanced than they realised. Yeah, no, I can go with that. It's Yeah, I think Q's been a bit self... Well, yeah, I mean, that's very much Q, isn't it? Being self-aggrandising. But, um, yeah, I think he's giving himself <laughs> yeah. a bit of credit there. <laughs> Um, so what it comes down to then is the need Quinn to prove that he's suffering in some way. So they show him what it's like inside the asteroid prison thing. And then this all leads to eventually going to the actual continuum. And yeah, I'll go show you the continuum. And, and I always thought this was a strange, strange bit, but I, when I was younger back and understand it more now of why it looks like it does. That's just a representation. Oh yeah. I get, I get that. It's all a, a representation and everything. Yeah. I mean, they, they could have gone for a bit more ambitious visually, I think, but, um, mind we see yeah, next episode. I, what happens I think a lot of the point of it was that it was barren and there was nothing happening. Yeah, I think this helps Quinn make his point, really, by presenting it this way. Before we get to that, though, the this is there's the bit where Q tries to bribe Janeway, basically by saying, <laughs> you know, we'll um, I'll take you back to Earth, and he puts the ship in orbit around Earth. Oh, oh. And she's um, flat out lies here. Go is on. it this episode or is it the next one? But she flat out lies and goes, "No, we're not looking for shortcuts. We'll do it by hand yeah, work she and does. perseverance." The entire premise of the show has been trying to find a bloody short yeah, way home than seventy year journey. Yeah, you made a big ten minute speech in the first episode saying we'll be looking for wormholes and we'll be looking for anomalies yeah. and we'll be looking <laughs> we'll be looking for the caretaker's mate who's a near omnipotent being yeah. who can send us across the We'll be looking for Q to get us home in a in a click of a finger. Yeah. I mean I, yeah, I know the this was always the problem with bringing Q into Voyager. He's like, well, <coughs> why can't he just send him home? And he can. I, I don't really get Janeway's sort of stubborn. In this episode, yes. Because there's this whole thing of, I'm not going to condemn Quinn to this life just to get us home. That there's a moral yeah. stance to be taken there, but in the next episode, I think you're right. It's suddenly it's this thing of oh well, we don't want your help. If I were someone else on the crew, I'd be like, really, Janeway, really, just a bit of pride, really? you know? Oh, I'm glad that your pride's satisfied, but I'm stuck out here for another sixty years. Yeah, good one. 
Um, anyway, yeah, so the continuum, it's a road in a desert, and effectively what Quinn's doing is showing that it's really boring. <laughs> it's just showing immortality itself can be a punishment when yeah. your life and your society yeah. is stagnant. Yeah, no one's talking to each other because they've all said everything that can ever be said. Well, yeah, they've of course they have. Conversation. And, and not only that, but they all know everything. So, yeah, you know, what conversation are you going to have if everyone knows everything? It's, yeah, I, I, I get it. I, I get why it's boring. I mean... And even like, you know, uh, spoilers for Picard, but at the end of Picard, when Picard's like, oh, you haven't made me immortal, have you? I don't want any of that. You know, <laughs> it's this thing. Yeah. Um, and we, we do get a little bit of groundwork laid for the upcoming episode here. Like, we find out other cues have rebelled as well. It's not just Quinn. People are getting fed up of it, and they do want to, to try and do other things and try and change it and everything. And it all leads to, obviously, Janeway makes the decision. She's going to grant him asylum. But she puts the the caveat on it of just try it. Try being mortal for a little. You've not been mortal before. It will be a new experience. So yeah. see, see what it's like. Don't kill yourself straight like, away. Like, like I wouldn't, like, do, I think all of you have to experience everything for themselves, I'm assuming. Mm. But I get the feeling that they can also sort of experience what other pe- what other members of the Q continuum experience, so they can le- learn that as a new thing. Yeah, and like go do it themselves. Thing. Yeah. So I I'd have thought if they could sort of like look at mortality through Quinn Quinn's mm. perspective for fifty or sixty years, that'd be a new experience. Yeah, for them you all. would think so, definitely. Um, but obviously we don't get 50 or 60 years because the next thing is that he's taken poison, hemlock. And it's quite a touching thing that he apologises to Janeway. Like, you know, he says, I, yeah, I'm sorry, this is what I wanted to do. And I know you wanted me to try and experience all this stuff, but, you know, it's not for me kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's quite tragic. And, yeah, he's a good character. I like Quinn. And I like that you get that little bit where Chakotay and Janeway are talking and going, what would we do with him if we keep him on the crew? Like, you know, uh, do we put him in stellar yeah, cartography? It, it, well, he's better than... Should we than... put him in astromech? Yeah, well, we could just scrap every every station. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, again, that would have been interesting. Like, I, we seem to say this a lot when we talk about Voyager, but... Um, would it have been interesting to have kept him around for a few more episodes before he kills himself, or even if he doesn't kill himself, you know, what are we heading towards here? We're heading towards basics uh, as a season finale, so maybe he could get killed in basics. He he could have filled the yeah. role that Suda does in, in basics, and it could have been this thing of, you know, he didn't... He realised how much he liked he decided, life and he didn't he, want to die, you know. Yeah, he decided he decided to live as a mortal and live a life out and have yeah. a natural death and gets killed. Yeah, that would have been interesting. But, I mean, but I, you know, I'm also happy we're going this way because it you don't necessarily expect this from Star Trek because it is generally such an optimistic premise Yeah, that to have a character who goes, no, I'd rather die, and then does is pretty tragic so and then of course you get yeah. the Q admits that he provided the poison and he leaves it with a bit well, of a I, sting well I don't think it is a bit I think that's Q trying to do the right thing I think it is yeah I don't think he's he's done it out of malice I think he's done it because that's what Quinn wanted yeah like yeah he's, he's yeah, not like like we've seen in Next Generation, Q's being rebellious, and we've seen the Continuum take away his powers. Yeah, for it in Next Generation, and I wouldn't. And he's sort of like, oh, I'm towing the line now. I'm 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 a part, party boy and whatever. But I think that deep, even though he's got to defend the Continuum, I think Q would actually want Quinn. Yeah, yeah. To be I, able to do what he wants. No, I think I think in Q's mind. Even though he's been arguing against this all the way through, 
I think he's doing it out of kindness and he's doing it to yeah. help Quinn do what he wants to do. So, no, I'm, I think it's a good ending. And, yeah, he promises that he'll see Janeway again and that obviously sets up the next episode. So, the Q and the Grey then. Um, starts off with a supernova. So, we started with a comet in the first episode. So, basically, if there's any sort of stellar activity going on you're gonna bump into q in voyager it seems but uh, unless it's a a cloud with coffee in it obviously but um yeah so we've got supernovas this time um yeah this is this is quite interesting isn't it the detecting the supernovas gonna happen and they've modif- got the shields modified so they can get closer than any other mm. federation <coughs> starfleet ship has got previously but to witness this, which is great. Yeah, let, let's go watch a, a galactic event that doesn't happen very often. And we can actually see it with our eyes. But didn't Dr. Crusher invent shields that could fly into the corona of a sun in descent? Oh. But then, okay, that that's the sun when it's active. It's not when it's blowing up. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, different, different. And... Uh, um, um, didn't Enterprise come across an alien species that was already flying into Coronas of Suns? Could have done. Could have done. And yeah, I'm, it did, yeah. I'm pretty sure the Enterprise D observed quite a few supernovas in Star Trek Generations when Soren yeah. were blowing them up left, right and centre. But anyway, <laughs> it's fine. If Janeway wants to think that they're only the second ship that's ever witnessed it or whatever... Good well, for her. they were the closest work. Closest, that she said they were yeah. the closest. So she says. Um, yeah, so she's had a long day. She's going to go to bed, but Q's been in and Q's jazzed it up. And yeah, he's, he's got it all romantic looking. <laughs> yeah, with his big, his big hat, bed and everything. <coughs> and I, I don't want to cast a pall on this episode because it, it is all being played for fun. But... I did think for a second, like, this episode plays very differently in the post-Me Too world, like Q's pursuit of Janeway. <laughs> but anyway, you know, it, I'm sh- the, the thing is, Q's a dickhead, so his actions are dickhead actions. <laughs> Nobody's saying this is how you should treat women who reject you, so, you know, I don't think we need to get too worried about it we don't expect good behavior from q um and he wants to have a baby with her this is the thing yeah i've i've chosen you out of all the females in the universe to mate with yeah uh, but janeway's not as keen on the idea <laughs> and then chicote gets all like sort of school kid jealous about it doesn't he like well um we do know that Jane Wayne Jacotti had had a thing. Yeah, we do. And th- this is sort of one of the only... I mean, it's not a direct reference to it, but it is one of the only... No, but you sort of say... It sort of plays like, yeah, I'm yeah, a bit jealous I've been there. He does. He gets all sort of territorial about it, doesn't he? Like, oh, I don't like Q. Yeah. And he, hitting on my... My Kathy, as Q calls her. And then, yeah. And then Q turns on, and that's when he does the tattoo thing because he's he's mocking Chakotay even more now, and it's this huge Chuckles. big. Yeah, he don't call him Chakotay; he calls him Chuckles. Chuckles. I like that. We should call him that from now on. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's this massive big face tattoo and everything. And then you get a bit where again, this is another one that maybe doesn't play quite as well in the post Me Too world. Harry and Tom are doing the reports on the holodeck in this seaside resort with these women in bikinis and <laughs> you've got them knocking about and Q turns up to ask them for advice. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> yeah. It, maybe Tom might be able to give you some advice. Yeah, maybe but Tom, Harry... but everything that, everything that we've seen in Voyager, you wouldn't be asking Harry for No, advice. you definitely won't be asking Harry. <laughs> They sort of fob him off and go, and it's not till the end of this scene that you realise that Neelix is on this thing as well, and he's just in background. 
and Neelix is yeah, sort of left bar, there. Barrio didn't get me another one of these. Yeah, like, so <laughs> Harry and Tom go, Neelix, we've got some work to do. Will you come down and just be as barman on the holodeck? Like, yeah. can't, can't you just make a hollow barman? No, you're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, fine. Uh, but Neelix tells Q that he should try being nicer. And that's how <laughs> that's how he might be able yeah. to. So and he's asking him, "Well, should I bribe? Is it should I bribe her?" And he's like, "Well, it's what you do, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> offering offering things so she'll keep you around." Which yeah, that is what Neelix does. Um, but yeah, and to be fair, Q does play a bit of a blinder here because he gives her a puppy. Which yeah, I mean, obviously, my wife is a big fan of puppies. I think this would work. For me personally, if I turned up with a puppy, but um, but Janeway again manages to resist the puppy, even though she admits the puppy's lovely, but still not enough to win her over to Q. And <laughs> he tries for a bit of sympathy. He's like, "Oh, well, the truth is, I'm a bit lonely," and Janeway admits that she's lonely as well. It's it's about time I settled down. Yeah. And we'll never know whether this would have worked, though I suspect not, because female Q arrives and she has that great line like, you know, what are you doing with that dog? <laughs> and I don't mean the puppy. Yeah, <laughs> bit of a burn. Uh, I think female Q is great. Um, and it's, what's her name, isn't it? Susie, Susie Plaxton, I think, who she played Dr. Salah and Kayla. Um, so yeah. it's the same actress and I've, I think she's brilliant in this one and then no great surprise Q might be causing the shockwave uh, sorry the supernovas so that's what they think and they get hit by the shockwave yeah, they, they start, they start spot, spotting more of these supernovas yeah <laughs> and you know it is always a good bet if Q's turned up and there's some weird stuff going on it, it is always a good bet that he's probably got something to do with it. Uh, and give him his dues. Not directly in this case. He's, no. you know, it, the Q, you know, the Q as a race are responsible for it, but not not our Q specifically. Um, yeah, he's not actually... Well, I, I, think, I don't think he's responsible at all. He's trying to do something about... The situation, and it just happens that his his answer is that he needs to sleep with Jane. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> well, does he want to sleep with her? Because we find out at the end what he actually does. Well, but, um, well, now, I I think that I think when it's with Janeway, he's looking at how humans make. Yes, he is. So, I yes, think he so. is. I think so. Yeah. Um. So before I went back and watched this episode for the show. I always remembered this being awful. Like, I hated this episode. And up until this point, I'm like, I was wrong about this episode. This has been great so far. But this is the reason why I remembered it being bad, is this Civil War stuff. And I, I'll say up front, I, see, I, I, I didn't mind it this time. But You see, I've, I've always enjoyed this episode. And I think it's just one of them that, I find it's a silly episode. Yeah. But it's good fun. And I've yeah. always enjoyed it just as a really good fun, enjoyable, yeah. funny episode. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know. I just there's something about it that doesn't quite gel with me. Like I know they're going for the whole thing of well, we can't actually show a cue civil war, so we've got to do it at the level of a metaphor. Um, and have it as the the civil war. Maybe it's just the civil war thing that didn't quite work for me. Um, but yeah. anyway, it's it's not nearly as bad as I remember it being. So they're in this civil war thing, which is the the continuum. We find out that the this is because the Q are in a civil war, which was caused by the death of Quinn. So you've effectively got two factions. You've got the old the. The old Qs who want to stay the way they are, nothing changes. Then you've got this new faction, which basically think along the lines of Quinn and Q, our, our Q, in that yeah. they want to try mixing it up a little bit, not being quite as boring, not being quite as dull. 
Um, yeah, and that, that's having, your... Having experiencing, finding new things to experience. Yeah. And you might have to explain some of this to me because I, I think I might have missed something. So Q says that the solution to it that will bring peace is if he mates with Janeway to create a new messiah, a new breed of Q. So why will this bring peace? Like I, I get that he's saying it'll create a new being and a new I, type I, of Q. I think I think it's say said Philip that because they've had a Q kill themselves, mm. which they haven't, which has not never happened previously. Right. Yeah, and they Q. I think it's that it's it'll bring balance back by replacing. Okay. Q. Okay. Uh, that's how I've always interpreted maybe, it. Maybe, yeah, that. maybe I missed that. He thinks it's off to bring balance back by, so it's by like replacing a, Yeah, it's like a one-for-one one sort of thing. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. But then in the previous episode, they say that they have executed other cues before, so how how did they replace them if you have to redress the balance? Uh, maybe they just recruit. Maybe that. Maybe they recruit people. It, it, Maybe it's that um, the writers just haven't watched previous episodes and have decided that they're Could not be. actually interesting continuity. Yeah, I mean the thing is, I'm I'm all right with it because we we don't like maybe, know maybe a it's lot. because the ones they've executed. Maybe it's because the ones they've executed have still been part of the continuum. Okay. Whereas Quinn has left the continuum completely. Right. Could be. Yeah. We'll go with that then. That that's fine. Um, I'll roll with this. The thing is, like, we know so little about how Q as a species work that if they say something in one episode, you've just got to roll with it. Just go, yeah, yeah, that's how it works. Okay, okay. Um, female Q then is left behind on Voyager. She's lost her powers, so we get this sort of subplot with female Q on Voyager. And meanwhile, Q gets shot, so he's he's injured, and they <coughs> yeah. And Janeway shocked that he's bleeding, and he's going, "Well, it's not actually a real gunshot. This is just this is a Q weapon. Yeah, it's a special. This is just how you're perceiving it. See, that's that's another um, thing that I find be... a bit silly. Q weapons, <laughs> like special Q weapons. Yeah, well, it no, because he's sort of like um, it does explain it. He goes, "You be well." He, he sort of brushes over it. He goes, you'd be amazed what immortal beings can come up with, with to kill other immortal beings. Yeah, I suppose imagine. so. Yeah, like, I imagine they're, like, throwing suns at each other and stuff like that. Well, that's what the supernovas are. Yeah, exactly. And in, um, in the uh, Q Continuum trilogy of books, um, they... One of the things they talk about in that is that the Nexus from Generations is actually a sword that the Q were using. It's like a sword that can cut through space-time. And right. they're, they're well worth reading those books because they tie together so many weird little bits of Star Trek continuity that you wouldn't expect to be tied together. Like, So the Nexus is a Q sword... And it was used to cut the head off um, another really powerful being, which is the head that's God in Star Trek V. So, right. And the Q imprisoned him in the centre of the galaxy after they cut his head off with the Nexus. And it sounds cheesy as anything. It sounds like the worst kind of fan fiction, but they're actually a brilliant series of books. That but it works. Yeah, they're really, really great. Um, so, yeah, so... Um, Chakotay then says female Q's going to take us into the Q continuum I don't know how it works but she is and this is yeah, another one of them and, and just he, got he goes to Blana and he goes Blana do you understand it and Blana goes yes I do I don't know how she's doing it but I understand what she's doing yeah and we'll be fine as long as the shields don't catch fire yeah it's Again, it's another one of them ones that you've just got to roll with, isn't it? Like, yeah. up until this point, we've always had the impression that the Q Continuum is another plane of existence that has no 
link to the real world. No, no doorway from the real world. But apparently now there's something that female Q can do that's going to take us there. And well, I think it's I think it's just the fact that she's even though she hasn't got a power, mm. she's still omnipotent and knows everything. Yes, she so does. She knows. But so she she knows how to how to manipulate the technology to do more than it should be able to do. Yeah, but I I just have a bit of an issue. It it's just that the Q continuum's always been presented it's it's not been sort of presented as like an alternate universe, like the mirror universe, where there's ways of getting there. It's always just been a totally separate thing, and this idea that somehow you can get there in a spaceship just seems I don't well, know. It just seems have, a bit the much into, for me. The flying into the flying into a conti- an explosion linked to the continuum as well, aren't they? So the flying into they're not just flying through space and jumping in. No, okay. They're going yeah. into one of these Q, Q weapon explosions. So right. it's sort of like a link between the two places. Right. Okay. The supernovas are how the weapons are showing themselves in our reality, and they're just muskets in the Q con- reality. Right. Yeah, and what they actually are, or the our, our perce- perception of the Q reality, what they actually are in the Q reality is something else. Is something game. else, yeah. No, you're doing a really good job of sorting out my my issues with this episode. Actually, <laughs> I wish I, I should have talked to you about this episode like 20 years ago when I first watched it. <laughs> I might not have thought it were this bad for so long, but anyway, um, I like that she calls Tom Helm Boy. Yeah, I like his face when she she does it as well. Definitely. Yeah. (laughs) So Janeway's got an alternative plan now where she's like, instead of having a child with me, you can have a child with female Q. With the ex-girlfriend. Yeah, because they've been together for, yeah. They were Um, together for, what was it, four billion years. They've only been split up for one billion. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, and there's quite a nice bit where she's, you know, there's sort of a message about parenthood, like you know, it can't just be one bam, thank you, ma'am, you know, that because the well, thi- that was it. Is uh, well, I wanted it with you because, like, what am I gonna do after we have the baby? Like, I need you to look after it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, no, you've got to stick around and raise it properly and everything. Uh, no, I'm just an ideas man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's some quite nice stuff there. And that's where he offers to take him home again. And like we talked about where she's like, no, we don't want any shortcuts. Like, at this stage, there's nothing on the line that... You know, apart from the fate of the entire galaxy with the Q Civil War, but putting that to one side, there's no, yeah, there's, no there's no moral quandary no... stopping Janeway taking his offer yeah. at this stage. Yeah, like just do it. Just go. Yeah. When she told the Q, like, what does she do when she gets back to the ship and tells the crew? Oh, by the way, Q offered to send us all home. Yeah, but I, I thank you. I said but no. I said no. I said we'd rather do it ourselves. Yeah, we'd rather and. Did he did he say that he were gonna do anything bad if you didn't send him up? No, no, just you know, just as a thank you. Yeah. Fine. Just as a thank you for, for this. Yeah. We were off to send us home and I said, No, it's alright. So we'd rather do it ourselves. So we helped a, we helped an omnipotent being and as a thank you with no strings attached, he were gonna send us home. Uh, yep. And you said no. Yep. Okay. Right. All right. Time for a mutiny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, weird. Uh, so Janeway goes to speak to this other general who wants to execute Q, and then it, it escalates, and it's, we're going to execute both of them. And Janeway gets to do an almost sort of Picard-like speech here. You know, she's saying, you can be role models for the rest of existence. And... Q shows his more human side by saying, let's spare Janeway. And, right, this bit I do have an issue with. When they're about to get shot, just the way they do, like, the zoom-ins on the characters, it is like one of those old films <laughs> where it's like, dun, and a big sort of crash zoom into someone, dun, and then, dun, 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 and all this like stuff. Like a Jerry Anderson, isn't it? Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah, five, dun, dun. Um, 
And then this bit is daft, I'm sorry. The Voyager crew arrives like the cavalry with the muskets and all of this. And uh, it loses me at this stage, I'm sorry. It's just... Yeah, it it is a bit... This is where it is a bit silly, where they've got got Q weapons and they're shooting and it's sort of like, yes, you're the human, but they have got... But they armed with Q weapons. Yeah, it's... What? How does that work? Then anyway, never mind. Uh, what so, gets me is like, be, like just before this, you've got them about Jane Wayne Q about to be executed, and you hear the shots, and Q reacts to the shots. Is oh, oh yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. It's like they're not shooting at us, Q. Like what? Uh, to be fair, Q's probably just committing to it. So we know he likes rubbish like this, like back in Hide and Q when he had the, you know, all the musketeers and everything in that on that planet in <laughs> TNG. So this is it, oh. exactly his cup of tea. Um, so they call a ceasefire. This is where you get the mating thing, where it's like, well, how shall we do it? And he he whispers, we, and you meant to like, think it's somewhat really dirty. <laughs> And it, oh, I like that. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> but it's the yeah, it's just the like ET well, or something. Shall, well, we've got a pic- we've got a picture because we do oh. get full on full frontal sex in Star Trek. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, for and anyone. There it is. <laughs> anyone watching the live stream? We better take that down. Actually, we'll get shut down by um, yeah by by the various streamers for showing explicit <laughs> material. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, this sorts well, I, everything. I like Janeway. I like Janeway's reaction, and she's there. Uh, what is that? It? And he's, yeah. And he's there. Uh, huh, you had your chance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this sorts everything out, and then we end up back. Q's there in Janeway's ready room with Baby Q, um, who this is quite good. In them books I were talking about, he's called Q, but he's. He's a non-capitalised Q when it's written, so he's like Q right. instead of Q. Because he's baby Q. Yes, he's baby Q. And he asked Janeway to be the godmother, um, which got me thinking. Yeah, do you reckon? Do you reckon he asked Picard to be the godfather? No, I don't actually. Do you know? I thought he would have done. No, I, I've... No... I think he's just stuck stuck there in the Delta Quadrant with Janeway on this one. Right. Because Picard had nothing to do with helping him here. Oh, no, he didn't have anything to do with it. But I just thought, you know, I wonder if he'd have asked Picard to be the godfather. But we'll never know. We'll never know. But I like to think maybe he did. And yeah, well, so we, might, we might find out. You might do, yeah, exactly. If uh, rumours are true that he's, he's going to be back in yeah, Picard, we yeah. might find out if he's... And that's that's pretty much that one then. So there is one more Q episode to cover, but I don't. I, I think I it's... think we should do that next week, and then you want to do the last it, one, okay? Yeah, we'll do. We that might as one. well. Then we've done the Q. Then we then we've done all the Q, haven't we? We've done all all yeah. Well, yes, we'll have done all the Q. Yeah, because we did a lot in our Road yeah. to Picard season. Yeah, so we'll do yeah, that. We did one. it all. We did... We'll do yeah, that. It, it, and it and it's it is actually a bit of a. They do tie in to yeah, the an ongoing yeah. story with the three because we've had the death, we've had the birth. Yeah, true. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll finish off Q and we'll look at another another Voyager. Or maybe we should maybe we should we we talked about looking at holodeck episodes. So maybe we should do the last Q one and then we could do like a holodeck episode from somewhere else. You know, just uh, maybe to mix maybe it up. throw in some DS Nine because we don't seem to go to DS Nine. Yeah, we haven't done a DS Nine. Yeah. DS Nine. We'll do a DS Nine holodeck episode. Yeah, which should we do? Should we do our man Bashir? So that's a uh, oh, that's that's quality. That and is it, a classic. And, it's, and, it, and it's a nice standalone episode that you can throw in into. Yeah, isn't it? So we'll do that then. We'll finish off Q and we'll do our man Bashir next week. Um, if you want to yep, get in touch with good. us in the meantime, you can contact us on Twitter at RetrekPod or email us RetrekPod at gmail.com. Yeah. Or you can Which come is and... scrolling down the bottom of your screen it is. all the way through. You can find us on Facebook if you search for Retrek. 
Um, we've got our YouTube channel, which will have these video episodes live. It also has Elliot's um, current modelling project, which is the TOS Enterprise that you're working on at the moment. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm building at the moment, the circuit board. Right. But if anyone, if anyone uh, hasn't yet, I put up a video yesterday where you can see all the cells working by this nest of wire coming out of it. <laughs> so that was quite fun yesterday. Yeah. I managed to get done. Excellent. So, yeah, go and check that out. Give us a subscribe and a like or leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice. And thanks for trekking with us this time, and we will see you next time on the retrack. Thank you. Bye-bye.